Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. All right, well, here we are. This is, we're just, it's like we're sitting around a table just talking to each other. Jason Rindlischbacher, how are you? Good. I'm doing good. Good. We got some family around here. Just, I think, <laughs> I think they're here probably to make sure that, you know, like the I, truth comes out. The tr- absolutely. Right. Keep right? me straight. I'm going to be looking at them from here <laughs> every once in a while. Uh, but I'm excited. This is our first episode of the Lakeshore Second Ward, this community podcast. Uh, and I think it's appropriate that you're the first one. I don't think you intended to be the first. Absolutely. I didn't. I was tricked by being the first one. But yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of funny how that, how that went. There's a story behind that. But, <laughs> but I think it's appropriate. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that, why we're here and what we're going to accomplish. But you're the bishop right now uh, in the Lakeshore Second Ward. Tell us, tell us about that. I don't even know where to start on that. Um, I've been a bishop now for four months, so very new at it. Um, it's been a it's been a very it's been a very humbling experience. It really has. Um, I've I feel like I I I feel like I've been all over the map a little bit on it with my feelings, but um, I have front row seats of really the atonement at work, the Savior's hand, I, I see that. I mean, I have front row seats to it, and it's really, really cool. I love the ward. I've gotten to know, um, there's, you know, I served in a different calling previous to this, and I kind of felt a little distance from the ward a little bit, and I've gotten to know everybody again, and it's great. It's been awesome. So I truly do love everybody here. I love this area. We love this area. We've been here a while now, and uh, we've wanted to move a few times, and we're like, it just something kept us here, the ward, or just not this, the community, just everything here. So what a great place to raise kids, as you know. And, uh, but I have, I've enjoyed being a bishop. I really have enjoyed being, being the bishop. I have. Um, there's part, it's, it's, it's stretched me big time. Um, there's been some struggles. There's been some learning curves. Um, but all in all, it's I've, I've I've really I've really enjoyed it, and you're doing a great job. We know that. I appreciate that. I know. Uh, just on a personal note, before you were bishop, that you love people, especially young people. I think you love everyone, but I know you've you've made an impact in our family, especially with the younger ones. So, thank you. I appreciate it. You got a great family. Yep, you do. Well, even though you're the bishop of the ward, I think during this podcast, I'm going to take some liberty. I mean, I'm, I'm holding a mic. I guess you've got a mic, too. I'm going to call you Jason. <laughs> you can call me. I, I prefer to be called Jason, honestly. <laughs> I haven't got quite used to the bishop thing, but yeah. So, first, a little about you. You're happily married. You've got an amazing wife. You've got an amazing family. You just want to tell us a little about those important things in your life, who yeah. you are? Yep. I, uh, I met... My, well, I, we knew each other before my mission. Um, we knew of each other. And then when I got home, we got lined up from a cousin, from, one of, um, from a cousin of mine. And uh, 
we went on a date. See, I got home in February of 1998. I got home from, yeah, February 1998, off my mission. Um, we went on a date about a week or two after that, and we ended up getting married in July of 1998. And we moved here in this home in October of 1998, roughly. I think I'm kind of a slow mover. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, we've been here ever since. We we have raised our family here. We've we've got three kids, uh, Jade, Wyatt, and Rylan. Jade is almost 20. Wyatt is almost 18. And Rylan is 13. And... uh, We've raised them all here, everyone. I've only lived in two homes in my life where I grew up and here. My wife, Natalie, has only lived in two homes where she grew up and here. So we don't move around. (laughs) We just, for whatever reason, we just like to stay. So, um, but that's that's the 22nd version of it. I I think, I can't relate to that. That'd be awesome, right? Uh, Having two homes. Wow, that more and more these days, that's just not something that happens. Yeah. And I kind of want to paint a picture of everybody who's listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this. We're sitting in, in Jason in Natalie's home here in Lakeshore, Utah. Uh, we've got uh, we've, we've got kind of barnwood trim on the on the windows and the doors. There are there one, two, I don't know how many saddles are uh, are over there. Um, in the back room, and uh, I keyed into this because I, I heard the wood-burning stove crackling. And yep. These are good mics, so you might hear that in the background. That is not fake. That's not from the sound studios. <laughs> That's the real stuff. This is down-home, uh, just good country folk, um, and that's, that's kind of where we are today. Uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Let's talk just a little about this podcast, and we're going to ask you a bunch of questions and just have some fun. But I, I was so inspired when you shared this idea. You know, I mean, we're sitting here. What, what's your profession? I should probably ask that. We got to give. We got to set the stage here for what people are listening to. <laughs> well, I do a lot of different things. I'm not good at any of them. I just do a lot of different things, but. Uh... Our biggest, uh, I mean, I, we're in the mink business, so we, we raise mink. We breed and raise mink. We do it right here in our backyard, um, which is, is awesome. I, I absolutely love it. You have a few acres um, here then. Yep, yep. We got, uh, five, we got five and a quarter acres, I believe. So, uh, yeah, we, we have, uh, we're heavily in the mink business. Um, we also have uh, a couple trucks, semi-trucks, that we... Uh, that we haul for, we actually haul for shepherds and uh, do some stuff out of there. And then we're also involved in a company called Pure Shield and been involved in that for quite a while, about 10 years or so. So we do a lot of different things, <laughs> but, uh, huh? Yeah, we're, yeah. But, uh, but for whatever reason, I've always done my own thing. I, I, from day one, from the second I walked off the plane, off my mission, I've always just done my own thing and it's always worked out so um it's been trying at different times but as of probably the last eight to ten years it's been going it's been going great you don't know this Uh, i I don't even know if i should share it but i'm gonna go i'm doing it anyway yeah Uh, i think i think my wife stephanie was was teaching primary for one of your for one of your boys 
the names will be removed just to protect the innocent or the guilty. <laughs> but some comment was made in there uh, about, I don't know, building another mink house. I don't remember all the details, but something like, yeah, we're going to build another, I'm just going to make it up. We're going to build another mink house and we're going to be rich. <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah. Still waiting for those prices to come around, but. Awesome. It's, it's done. It's done good. It's, we've, there's, it, it's an up and down market for sure, um, but uh, all in all, it's it's good. So, you're 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 a country entrepreneur, really, right? I mean, out in the country, you typically don't call it entrepreneurship. It's just doing your own thing, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Three businesses. Yep. Wow. Yep. So we're we're talking to a trucker, a truck owner, <laughs> and a, and and a mink, a mink farmer. Did we say farmer? Is that yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, wh wh and then we're sitting here, we've got all kinds of mics going on and technology and we're recording a podcast, actually the first podcast for the Lakeshore community. Those are two different worlds, right? Podcasting, broadcasting, blogs, all that, you know, it's going on in social media. Wh wh you had, you, I mean, this is because you wanted it to happen or you felt inspired. Can you tell us what, what was going on in your mind or your heart that brought you to saying, let's do, we're out in Lakeshore, let's do a podcast. Yeah. About what? Yeah. Right? The what, the why? So, um, we are, we are going to get into some personal things here, but um, a lot of things, I guess, uh, the last four months, of my life, I've, I've definitely, um, there's, there's definitely to this bishop thing. There's, uh, um, there are thoughts that come into my head that I, I, I can honestly tell you that don't, that have never come into my head before ever. Um, it, and it's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> and uh, it's a very humbling calling because, um, uh, I mean, who am I? I mean, I'm just, I, I really truly am, um, I'm just a normal guy, um, but for whatever reason, I, I have been called at this time, and um, I'm going to do the very best I can. And I've probably been more in tune, I would say, um, the last while than I ever have. Having said that, um, I honestly, I woke up one night, um, like I have many, many times, I have a... I've got a little book that my wife put to the side of my bed that I have notes in and pens and, and, and I wake up and I start jotting things down. Um, one of them uh, came up about family history. And I thought, geez, how could we, um, I don't know why I'm think, why in the world am I thinking about, why, I am, why am I thinking about family history, okay? And then I just started having different thoughts. And I started writing them down. Um, and I started thinking about this through, um, through the upcoming weeks and stuff. And um, finally, I got to a point with it. I thought um, a podcast would be perfect for this. And I thought, how could we do this? I started going over my head how to do this. And uh, I finally went in and uh, in Bishopric meeting, I said, uh, Mike and Seth was in there. And I said, uh, you guys, I think I have an idea. 
What, what about a pod? What about a Lakeshore Second Ward podcast? We could trigger, or we could not trigger. We could, we could absolutely cover so many different things with this. We could family history. Um, our ward mission leader can come in and out of a good way of getting him in homes. A purpose of getting him in homes. Um, a, a united a, to unity. Um, new move-ins. Um, people that are are new to the area. Um, listen to the podcast to get to know your elders quorum president, your ward mission leader, your high councilman, your neighbor, uh, your neighbor, right? Um, and that is a good way to connect. Um, and so there was a unity thing with that that I started really zoning in on, and it just kind of built, built. And I saw Mike and Mike's eyes lit up, and Seth, Seth's eyes lit up, and they're like, "Hey, this is great." And then um, a couple names came to me on that and uh, I felt very strongly about and and when I when I and there's there's a couple things that I've learned when you feel the spirit and and I one thing that I can honestly tell you that I I know what the spirit feels like I know I know it I know it when when it's re- I, I know it um, I, I couldn't say that years ago but I feel like I'm closer now than I ever have and, and when I feel the spirit I act upon it and, and there's been certain times of my life that I have not acted upon it. I felt it, um, and I didn't act upon it, and I regret it. And th- those are very, and I live with those, and I, and I have a hard time um, living with myself, letting those, that go, really, which I need to let it go. Um, but when you feel the Spirit, you need to act upon it. And that's, uh, that's what I did here. And... Uh, so I felt very strongly about it. I, um, I think that generations to come, um, I started thinking about all sorts of different people in our community. Um, older, you know, some of the elderly people that are in our ward, um, their grandkids, their great grandkids. It would be so awesome to have a recorded family history of this area, um, of them in this area, the life experiences that they can enjoy it, that they can know that it was real. And here we are, we, we are in 2022 and we have the technology to do it. Um, I'm a fan of podcasts. I think uh, I listen to them about every day. And uh, so that's where, that's where we all started and here we are. So I think it's, it's going to be really fun to watch. And I think for you, for sure, you talked about unity and community. We could tie our community. I think this is what you told me. We, we, we want to unite through family history, through personal experiences, uh, through our relationships, neighbors to neighbors and families to families and grandparents, great-grandparents to their grandkids that may not even be here yet, but they, they were on an episode or two or three, right? Yeah. Sharing their family history about pheasant hunting out in the fields yeah. or, or you know, when they, were, when they moved to Lakeshore. I mean... A huge community and unity builder. Then I've never participated in something like this. So, oh, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> we're a 15 and you are the man for it. <laughs> Exciting. We're we're. It's fun to be here, and I, I know every every one of us who are, are listening to this and participating in this really feeling the, the hand of the Lord, right? Because it's about tying people together, and that's really what everything we hold dear is all about: is tying people together. Well, that brings us to a question. 
talk about your uh, your experiences here in this Lakeshore community, Lakeshore Second Ward. I mean, you've been here since 1998. Yes. Wow. So that's 26 years, maybe? 24. 24. 24, yeah, 24 years. years. Yeah. It's gone by in a blink. Tell us about every experience you've had. <laughs> what was it lot. like when you moved here? There was hardly any homes, especially right around here. There was uh, West Mountain. There was hardly any on there. Um, it's changed a lot the last little while. And I would say it's catapulted even the last 10 years. Um, but it was, it was just, uh, in fact, my dad, when we drove out here, um, there was a, we bought this from Bob Llewellyn and uh, this piece. And this was actually, this was Beer Creek Farms. A lot of people know that name. Um, but it was Beer Creek Hunting Pheasant Farms. And uh, I've, since then, the fishing game bought it and uh, run it now. But um, my dad sat out here right in the middle of the field, just right kind of by our mink sheds. And he says, this is a mice infested field. What are you even doing? <laughs> and so and that's a true story. Um, but we, we went ahead with it. And, and at that time, we felt like it was clear out here. Um, now it doesn't even phase us back uh, we're not out here far enough now but uh, um, the people were awesome right off the bat um, I, I, I remember actually um, Alan Shepard um, and there was somebody else with him I don't remember I know it was Ruth but it was some Alan or Ruth and I'm missing somebody else was with him but they they were here like the first couple weeks they wanted to know who we were and where we came from and all that stuff. And that, that meant a lot. I still remember that. That was a long time ago. And uh, um, so the people drew us here. Um, we, at the time, we felt like we were one of the younger couples of the, of the ward. You were 20... 21. 21. 21. That was back when you go on missions at 19. And... Uh, and so, yeah, we were 21, and we really did. We felt like we were the one of the youngest couples. But, uh, but now, you know, it's uh, just like it's home. I mean, I've lived here longer than I did in my, I mean, this is home to us. So We never asked, where, where was the other home that you lived in? I grew up in Riverton, Riverton, okay. Utah. Yep. Rural side of Riverton? Yes, or? back then it was a lot like Lakeshore. Mm. I mean, I remember changing water. Um, at one o'clock in the morning on a four-wheeler down Redwood Road. If you've been on Redwood Road in the last 15 years, you'd get run over. <laughs> yeah. So it's changed a lot, yeah. But I, I grew up on the farming. So we, we my dad farmed, my, um, my brothers farmed, and then we had the other business with that. But uh, I grew up doing kind of both sides of those worlds too, so. From houses, a house perspective, I mean, Shep, uh, cars were out here. Were they out here at that time? Your well, neighbors? Car, cars. Oh, yes, 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 okay. they were. Yep. What about the mountain? Uh, Clark's, Jim and Flora? Jim and Flora were there. Okay. Um, they had at, at the time, Helena Carter was building your home. Right. And that was right around that time. She still hadn't, they were still building it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They it weren't finished moved in. in 1999, right. I think. They were building it. I remember, okay, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. None of the other houses were up. Yeah, yeah, none of them were up there. Because Clark's owned, I think, 17 acres up there, yep. 20 or something like that. Val and Lori weren't there, because the co-feds weren't there. Uh, I might 
be missing one home somewhere, but I think that was about it at the time. And what about down here between you and the gravel pit? Nothing. None I was of those zero. homes. Yeah, where such as are, yeah, zero. There was, no, there was nothing out there. Um, you were the last home. Yeah. Before pretty the much, lake, right? Pretty much, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's changed drastically. Um, so it's, uh, we've ab absolutely loved living here. As weird as, as weird as that sounds with the mosquitoes and everything, uh, we just, we've always dealt with it. <laughs> Clear that up, right? So what is the mosquito situation right here in this part of Lakeshore? <laughs> What's it like? Yeah. In, in August and September, it's pretty rough at certain times of the year. A long time ago, Rise Pond used to come up almost to the road hmm. and uh, every year. And it's, it's obviously dwindling quite a bit. You know, you'll see it up there a little bit for a few weeks and then it just, it's gone. But when that, when it's up, there's a lot of mosquitoes. But we just lived with it. It's, it's hasn't bothered us at all, really. Honestly, it really hasn't bothered us, but. What would you say the strengths of this community are? What makes Lakeshore, Lakeshore special? Well, the people, for sure. Um, very self, very independent people. Um, I've loved that. Uh, people just, and you can make one phone call and I could have, I could have the whole ward here. And that's a true, I've seen it. Um, and that's, that's an awesome thing. Um, I, I don't know if every ward, you know, it, it's out, out here is, is, it's a different feel. Um, even the way the kids are, the kids are different out here than they are uh, other places. Um, and it's how they're raised. They know how to work. They know how to, um, they just, they see things. They know how to do it without telling them to do it. They just, um, and, and I, I say that because there's a lot of places that they don't get that opportunity. So, you know, if you're, if you're living in town, a lot of, there's more opportunities here, for my opinion, there's more opportunities here. Um, to, to teach them how to work and then maybe somewhere else just because of the ground the situation and there's just lots to do here. We got a lot of animals here um, that takes cleaning, that takes all sorts of responsibilities. So we make them work. Our kids work. <laughs> they get to work. <laughs> we, have a, we have a funny saying. I got this years ago you know, from, from uh, the settling of this country, was it uh, Captain James Smith? Is that who it was? You'll forgive me. The whole Pocahontas thing, right? You'll know, yeah. history buffs. But when they were starting Jamestown, there was a rule because it was hard times, right? And you know, you, you owned your own business, you know what hard times yeah. are like. And uh, there was a rule because there were a lot of people who weren't pulling their weight, right? They wanted the kind of this aristocratic, you know, I've, because of where I came from, you know, you'll serve me yeah. kind of an attitude. And, there was a rule instituted in Jamestown that was, if you don't work, and if, if we were to ask my kids if they were here right now, they would finish this sentence, because we say it in my house all the time. If you don't work, you don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and uh, our kids know that you get your chores done if you want to, and then That's you right. come to dinner time, you come to that dinner table, and if your chores aren't done, yeah. then come when they are. That's right, and, and that's how I, I was raised that same way. Yeah, and we tried to, we tried to raise our kids that way, um, for sure. Oh, I know you're gonna love this. I got a great question for you. This is a softball question. 
Okay. Talk about your talents. <laughs> Talk about you, right? The, I mean, what would you say your talents are? Your talents, your desires, your gifts. Well, once upon a time, I, I, I mean, we'll, I mean, if you want to get into the fun stuff of, of, uh, I, I, and I still, I, I don't consider myself a roper, but. Uh, once upon a time, it was a big part of my life, and uh, loved it. Um, I loved the competition of it. Um, I, I loved the the. It taught me how to work. It taught me how to. Um, and this goes back to a long time ago of of somebody telling me that if you can, if you can figure out how to to win in the arena, you can win in life, and apply it to life. And I took that real serious. And uh, um, uh, roping and rodeoing and those type of things it really has helped me and drove me to become better um, at whatever I do. I'm not saying that I've always achieved that, but it's always had that driving force in me to be good at whatever I do. And I've tried to put that into my kids' uh, minds and into their lives as well. Whatever we do, we're going to try to be the best at it. And uh, um, that takes a lot of work. It takes goals. It takes um, getting up at 5.30 in the morning, uh, practicing in a snow blizzard, which we've all... My, I'm, I remember my kids. Uh, my daughter was out here riding one morning. It was literally snowing. It was 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the morning before school, riding horses around. Uh, making sure they they all got rode before school, and, um, and and that was a drive. That was that was not me pushing her there. That was not me. That was a drive that she wanted to be the best. And uh, um, I, I I tried to always apply that to life for them. Okay, this is what we do here, but how are we going to become better now? And uh, um, so going into that, that's. Uh, that's probably one of the fun talents, I guess. Um, I don't know if it's always worked. There's a lot of struggles, blood, sweat, and tears with that. Um, but um, I've been able to be a pretty good coach to my, my kids, I guess you could say. Um, I think I have. I don't know if my kids would agree with me on that. But um, I've enjoyed what we do. I was lucky enough to, to do my kids chose to do what I love to do. Mm. And so it really kind of was a beautiful fit. And um, we had some unbelievable memories with that. I mean, some really precious times that and watching your kids succeed is unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I watched my daughter um, win the entire nation. Um, that was a very cool thing to see. I mean, it all came together. So now the the... The goal is to succeed in life and to succeed in the gospel and everything that goes along with that. Just be the be the best. Stay together as a family. That's what that's what the fight is now. Take it from the arena to whatever that next competition is or that that area of your life. Yep. What was what was like personally in personally in the arena? You have an experience that stands out that tasted good you know it was just wow that was, this is all worth it yeah i uh i there was one i mean i i won i, I don't know i hate even talking about <laughs> i don't want to talk about what i've won but 
um, there was some times that uh, uh, I won a bunch, and uh, there was one weekend in particular, one Saturday, that uh, uh, won a horse trailer saddle and like eight or nine thousand dollars in one weekend. It was awesome. I mean, that was that was a fun experience, and uh, that was just one thing that I can think of. But uh, um, it's a that's a that's a sweet taste for sure. I mean to have it all come together and and uh, and one thing I can mention with that too. Hopefully my grandkids are listening to this. I'm praying that my grandkids are listening to this because um, I I kind of it's kind of a weird analogy maybe, but I've always looked at it as first, second, and third place. And third place is great. It, uh, in fact, let me start over. Let me start over. There was one time I was roping for a four-wheeler. And I came back and I was second high call, and, which meant I was the second fastest on two steers. And I don't know how many teams there were. Four, I, there's probably three or 400 there. I don't remember how many were there. A lot. And it came down to the short round. And I, we were second, back, second high team back, and we came out, and we were like a six. We drew a great steer. We were like a mid-six. Good, good, solid run. I mean, I had people coming up giving me high five. Hey, good job. Oh, hey, I've got a trailer to take that. I, you, can, you can leave your trailer here and take the four-wheeler home if you like. And uh, so I'm like, we still got one more team to go here. It's not, I don't, don't count your chickens for their hatch type of thing. And, and uh, anyways, long story short, and I did look that steer over a couple jumps to make sure I got him caught. I just, I just kind of, I came in, I had a shot, I didn't take it, and I thought, just one more hop, get him, seal the deal, put some pressure on the high team. So that's what I did. High team back, who happens to be a very good friend of mine, they went in, drew a loper of a steer, drew a loper of a steer, and he had a really good header, and they were five, and they got me. <laughs> and, and, uh, Five seconds. They were, yeah, they yeah. beat me by a second or something, or whatever it was. It was um, the moral of the story was um, I still won second. I still walked away with a couple thousand bucks. It was great. Um, you know, I, may, I think I maybe won a buckle that day or something. It was, still a, it was still good. But looking at my friend who won, who won a four-wheeler and knowing if I would have taken a quicker shot, I would have got it because I would have, I would have, I would, if I would have taken that corner shot, like I know I should have, I, um, I probably would have won it. So watching him have that was, that was a, 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 a form of hell to me in a sense. It, it really was. It was like, oh, what I could, I could have had that. If I just would have done that, I could have had it. I've taken that um, analogy I've shared this with a lot of youth in this area. Um, but and I, I look at this as first, second, third place. In our Heavenly Father's plan and the plan of salvation, we have different degrees. And uh, they're all good. They truly are. All of them are good. Um, the celestial, telestial, telestial is all very good places. They're awesome. But we know that the prize is the celestial kingdom. And that's where we get crowned um, the victory. And knowing um, in the different parts, if we 
the hell or the the hardship for us, the heartache for us is going to see what we could have had. And um, knowing that if we would have just tried just a little bit more, if we would have just, if we would have maybe not broke the word of wisdom, maybe if we would have, uh, maybe not just done this certain thing, maybe, maybe I should have taken the sacrament more regularly, maybe I should have just done those things a little bit more, just a little bit more, I could have got to where I needed to be. And you're going to live with that the rest of your life. And so that was one thing that um, stuck out to me. So I hope that my, I hope that my grandkids and I hope that people understand that, that uh, all we got to do, and we get, we, get, we get credit for trying. We get credit, credit for, um, you know, we, this is our Heavenly Father's plan. This isn't our plan. We signed up for this. We knew good and well what this plan was. And uh, um, it's his plan. And that's what we just have to find who we are, our spirits, who we were sent to be here, and uh, make the very best out of it. So I've applied roping and rope, not saying I've got a lot of work to do, trust me, <laughs> on myself. Um, but I've applied a lot of that inside the arena to my life. And I hope my kids, hope my kids are figuring that out too. Well, you said this, then this is for your grandkids too. So grandkids, hey, that was for you. That was from, <laughs> from Grandpa Jason. What, what an experience. Yeah. And, you know, Jason, you're, you're like the consummate cowboy, right? I'm the good cowboy, the one with the, the white hat, right? <laughs> you know, no, I'm not going to talk on myself. But like, really, would you want your grandkids to know that you'd done well, that you were a darn good roper, the very best you could be? I mean, would you want them to know that? Would you want them to think that you were just kind of hanging around doing nothing, right? So you might not want to brag on yourself, but let the record stand for what the record is. You know, you'd want your grandkids to be able to see one, two, and three. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.